Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. Andrew and I end off the year with a bit of a fun episode as we go through our list of pet peeves and pro tips relating to behaviors we have in mass, as well as a couple other general ones. As much as this is a fun episode though, the most important part is at the end, so make sure you stay tuned until then. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, stay safe, and be well. It has been quite a while. It's been almost a month since our last episode. Um, We had several rescheduling with each other, rebookings. Even today, we had to do a little bit of a a bumping and a little bit of a rescheduling. So uh, thanks to our listeners. I'm sure you've been waiting for bated breath for for this (laughs) next episode. Uh, But appreciate your patience. Uh, We are back. We're back with, I think, what will uh, likely be our last episode of calendar year 2021. I don't know why I said calendar year 2021. It's the accountant in me. Sorry. It's a it's a difference between calendar year and fiscal year. I, I'm just used to saying it like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I think this this episode we're we're going to make it a little bit more of a fun one, uh, likely in the intro or through the, the episode title. You you guys already know what it'll be about, but um, we, we want to have a little bit of fun with with our last episode here. And um, yeah, at the same time, hopefully it'll be a little bit of education, uh, some some might call it edutainment, uh, not to rip off from uh, certain people in the sports world that I follow, but uh, that's that's what we're hoping for today. But before we get into that, what, were you going to say something, Andrew? Or? I just have, I've never heard that before. It, so, it actually took me a second to be like, wait, he said something there that wasn't just <laughs> entertainment. Yes, I combined the words education and entertainment. Um, <laughs> shout out to Tim and Sid, uh, just so that they know I'm not ripping off them, you know, in case they ever hear of us or something. Um <laughs> But last year at this time, Andrew, uh, we, we did a year in review episode, and I, I do think it would be good to kind of start. I know I'm kind of springing this on you, but that's what I always do with you anyway. So um, <laughs> it, it would be good to start with a little bit of um, not a full year in review for, for 2021 or calendar year 2021. Um, but I think kind of, you know, you, prob- maybe the biggest, I don't know if it's the biggest event or the biggest sharing or the biggest reflection um, that you feel like you had from this year. Obviously, I feel like it might be related to you getting married. I don't know. I won't speak on your behalf. Um, but I can I can start just to give you a little bit of time to, to think of it. Um, and I know I know in our Thanksgiving episode in October, I, I spoke about you know being thankful for my friends and, and family and the people that the Lord has placed around me. Um, so that that continues to be the same sentiment. Just I think it's been uh, uh, just something that has continued on uh, for. You know, um, the Lord, you know, giving me Jen and, and placing her in my life just because, you know, uh, this this past year has been kind of our first full year together and everything. Um, and then obviously being grateful for my family and, and my friends, like I said, uh, I don't want to rehash that again, though. I just want to, um, you know, let everyone know that I'm still grateful for the people in my life. But I, I think the, the other thing that might be on my mind is just, um, you know, the whole COVID pandemic and mm. Uh, I think, you know, I guess in general for myself, just, you know, being lucky enough to be healthy, being lucky enough to not have been so uh, closely affected by by COVID, like a lot of people that you and I know, um, just mm-hmm. a lot of people across the world uh, who have been kind of negatively affected. Um, and it's really taken a toll on them. And so for me, I I am grateful that so far, at least that hasn't 
been as prevalent in my life. Um, but at the same time, on the flip side, I, I continue to pray for, you know, people like uh, my girlfriend, who's a nurse, um, all the healthcare workers, all the people who have been affected by the pandemic, uh, whether directly or indirectly. Um, you know, like I think there's a necessary message of hope during this particular Advent season. I think by the time yeah. people listen to this episode, you know, maybe it'll be Christmas, maybe it'll be just past Christmas. But I, I would also still say, like, let's not let's not give up hope, right? Like I, I heard somewhere, maybe it was a reputable source, don't know. Um, but I heard somewhere that it might not be until 2024 until we fully eradicate this thing. So I think we are in this for kind of the long haul. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, maybe we need to learn how to work within it, um, work within COVID and figure out what it is that we need to do to kind of adjust to this new life. Um, but with within all of that, right, the, the great promise of this Advent season is that, you know, Jesus, our Lord, will bring us through uh, whatever darkness it is that we face. You know, he, he has before, he, he will in the future, and he is now, right? You know, for anyone who has uh, endured kind of their own personal sufferings, uh, this is kind of a personal suffering as well. Uh, since, uh, sorry, personal to each and every one of us in our own, you know, little nuanced ways, but um, also collectively as as society, as God's children, right? Uh, our Lord is leading us through it. So don't give up hope. Um, I think we are making upward momentum and, and you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there somehow. I, d- I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but we'll get there somehow. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, and I think that's a great message. Um, you know, I think just, just to bounce off you a little bit with, with what's been happening with COVID, I think it's really easy um, to, to fall into this feeling that like, the like things are getting really tough and things are really really dreary and, and dire and what have you um i actually remember i had a conversation with my dad and he was saying to me he's like andrew you know like it feels like the devil's winning the battle and mm. i was like you know what like um like I, I know why you feel that way but the reality is that like this back and forth has been happening all the way through history and and the promise is that like jesus will come out triumphant right so mm. you know don't lose that faith don't lose that hope just because some things are more visible now doesn't doesn't make the invisible things like, for example, cloistered nuns praying for us any less real. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think you know it's definitely a great message of hope. Um, for me this year, definitely it's been uh, the the marriage thing is definitely the biggest one, right? So I think um, what with in a sense like rediscovering the concept of vocation. Um, and understanding mm-hmm. in a deeper level, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, not with just getting married, but now being married. I think that's probably even bigger than getting married, if that makes any sense. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, so I think being married now, it's it's been really, really interesting and really, um, I guess, like awe-inspiring, really, to see the way that grace has moved through my life. I don't remember if I mentioned it on the pod before, but you know, I'd always generally had the concept that like, I'll want to have a family, but then like after getting married, it's, it was like really noticeably different, like wanting to have, wanting to be a dad, um, and these kinds of things. So it's been really, really interesting. Um, and yeah, just, just kind of buckling in for the rest of the journey, but, uh, but it's been really, really great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's not just, uh, you know, being married is totally different than getting married. I think just, Mm -hmm. we probably talked about this on one of our podcasts, but, uh, you know, newsflash everyone, you know, your, your love relationship doesn't end, your vocation doesn't end on the day you get married, right? It's, that's Mm -hmm. just the beginning. And so it's beautiful to see you and Cherry living that out and, um, just hearing your stories and, and, and sharings and all that. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's awesome. And with that, why don't we just get into something else that's awesome. That being today's <laughs> podcast episode, 
which is about <laughs> pet peeves and pro tips. Those are awesome things that we want to share with you guys. Um, I think, like I said, you know, just to have a bit of a fun episode, um, just things, just observations that, you know, Andrew and I have made, you know, throughout our, our, our faith journey um, that we think uh, it would be good for people to kind of understand. You know, there, there is a bit of a, a bit of a underneath all of this. Um, you know, there are things that I think there are probably legitimate considerations uh, mm-hmm. when we get into them. Um, so, you know, without further ado, why don't we just kind of go through our list here of pet peeves and pro tips and I'll kind of start with the biggest one for me, um, pet peeves. I, uh, again, sorry, I will go back to prefacing. So more ado instead of without further ado. Um, a lot of these are surrounding just the mass in general. Um, but I think Andrew will kind of shoot in a few, you know, general broader pet peeves and pro tips, uh, throughout the episode. Um, mm. so just to kind of set that context, you know, a lot of these are relating to just the mess. Um, and so this first one that I have here, uh, listed as a pet peeve is applauding after mass. Um, so I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this one. Just, um, I, it's something that I've noticed has started in the last, I want to say five to seven years. And, um, when it first started, I was really confused. I remember being like, why is everyone applauding? And I was just a kid at the time, right? So I was probably like in my early twenties, like late, late teens kind of thing. And I was definitely not as like invested in my faith at the time. So I was legitimately just confused and kind of over time as it became more and more of a thing, it just became something that I still to this day am not really, um, I don't know, something that I'm supportive of, I guess, if I were Mm -hmm. to say, I just think it's weird because, um, what exactly are we applauding for? Right. And almost always, almost always, it's usually for the mute, like for music, for the music ministry, for the choir who are awesome. Like, uh, again, I've mentioned this on the past before, uh, sorry, on past podcasts before, but um, I've been in music ministry myself. Music, um, like specifically music ministry is a bit of a passion for myself. And I just don't think that they need to be applauded after mass right like so much of our so many of our episodes actually very relevant to literally just the episode we had previously when we had eric wong on um and we talked about the latin mass we talked about how beautiful music is we talked about Mm -hmm. how talented uh the people who are singing or or playing the instruments need to be and we need to remember that yeah music is probably a really important part of our prayer because it is prayer it's intended to be prayer it's intended to lift our worship up in a in a beautiful artistic way uh, towards our lord mm-hmm. and so that's actually kind of the crux of the thing for me where you know the music the choir is intended to kind of direct our worship towards the lord they are not the center piece of the worship yeah. themselves the music so, isn't the point exactly so thank you so um <laughs> it's kind of like why are we applauding for the choir right um at, at the very end and you know if you're in music ministry listening to this it's I, I would just kind of invite you to kind of consider that at the very least right like again you do a great job right i i, I have a passion for music ministry but i don't necessarily have all the talent for music ministry um, but you know, whether it's for music, I, I've, I've brought this up with other people in the past and sorry, this is quickly becoming a, a longer rant, but I brought this with <laughs> other people in the past. Um, and you know, sometimes people will respond with like, oh, you know, we could just be applauding for the mass in general, but it's kind of like, well, the, you know, the Lord doesn't necessarily need 
applause after mass uh, if it's if it's yeah. for that in general. Um, and when it comes to if it is for the music, like why why aren't we kind of you know lauding and praising all the other people in ministries who help out with the mass, right? Like the priest himself, or the altar servers, or the people who are uh, reading on on uh, reading the reading the readings. Like that's redundant. Uh, the uh, all of those people, the ushers, right, uh, who are there to also serve. Yeah, I, I've actually, <laughs> I've actually been <laughs> went to mass once where um, it was actually the priest who, in that spirit, called out all the other ministries oh, yeah? for applause as well. It was so <laughs> weird. It was like, um, it was like you know when you go to a concert and they're like, <laughs> Pew Paladino on the bass. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. It was it yeah. was the weirdest weird. thing. <laughs> but uh, but I I totally agree and I think like the the. The, cr- the crux of it for me, or the, the best way to summarize it for me, is like, uh, Mass isn't a show. You applaud after shows, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and you know what? Like, to the people who say maybe we're just applauding the Mass, like, respectfully, I'd say, do you applaud after a good prayer, too? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not, that's not it. Um, so I think at the end of the day, Mass isn't a show. It's about God. It's not about any of us. And, um, if I can be a little bit direct, if you're in music ministry and you're listening to this and you feel a little bit attacked, you kind of should because it's a little bit of a gut check, you know, like for real. Cause I, I, I also was in music ministry. I was in a music ministry that was particularly showy if I'm honest. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is just growing up. This is what I knew. And, uh, and it was very showy and I liked it when I was in the ministry because it's like, Oh my gosh, like we're great. We're getting applause every, every week. And then one day I was like, man, like, why am I so worried about whether I'm getting applause or not? This is all turning into how well am I singing for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. not how well am I singing for God. Um, and, and that was a gut check for me. So, you know, like, if you if you feel a little attacked, like, you kind of should, you know, if you feel that way. And, and it's, I think, probably, like, we've probably both been there. I've definitely oh, yeah. been there. And it's just, you know, move forward. Uh, having, like I said, having been in music ministry myself, actually uh, leading music ministry, I have absolutely been way too preoccupied with, like, the logistical parts of it, like, right? Like, yeah. being like, hey, like, the slideshow isn't showing up, or, like, it's not advancing <laughs> or something, or, yeah. uh, like, that's just for praising worship. But, like, within the context of Mass, it's kind of like, I'm not even, I'm not there spiritually, mentally, I'm there physically. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not, you know, aware of the readings. I'm not aware of the homily. I'm thinking about like, hey, if we're in the homily, we need to sing um, the offertory hymn next kind of thing. Yeah. And it's kind of like I'm flipping to those pages and, and, and it can be. Yeah, you know, it, it's distracting and, and it takes away from from the point of the mass, like you said. Um, and so. Yeah, I, I think that's just something I, I wanted to uh, kind of get off my chest, I suppose. My, my apologies for what was quickly a rant that was going off the rails. Um, but I, I, on a serious note, right, like I, I think it's something to kind of um, keep in mind if, if this is something that, you know, is is you're, you're kind of doing now because, you know, everyone has been doing it for years and years. It's kind of like stop and think and be like, well, why exactly am I doing it? And, and for what purpose? How does it actually direct me to the Lord? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, keeping. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I, I actually had <laughs> kind yeah. of along the same lines with with music. Um, one one pet peeve of mine actually is the piano noodling when the song ends early. Mm. If the song's done, the song's done. 
Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to fill every non-speaking moment of mass with music. Yes. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said about silence. Again, back to the TLM episode we had. Um, that kind of bugs me when people just need to go into that. Um, you know, just silence is fine. Yeah, whether it's the silence itself or whether it's the singing that kind of goes on, I've definitely witnessed where... Yeah. Um, like the hymn go like you know the hymn is the hymn and it's fine and again I think maybe uh, just to quickly hedge ourselves or whatever um, you know ma- music within mass is a beautiful thing because it is yeah. intended to be prayer it is intended mm-hmm. to be a form of worship and prayer so yeah it, that's something obviously we are very supportive of but when you know the priest has finished with setting up the altar and the offertory hymn is going on for another like two verses and two choruses it's kind of like, again, like, what is the point here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the point? Are we just making everyone wait for the mass to continue on? Um, is, is, are you, like, drawing all of the attention to yourself because you're, you're the only ones doing anything in that moment? I've actually been in a, a mass before. It was a long time. It was just once where the music was going on for too long. And I think the priest was kind of just, like, giving a side eye to the choir kind of thing. Um <laughs> So, you know, I think that's that's also a consideration is, you know, uh, is the music ultimately, whether it's the first the first thing that I said or, or, or this one, like, is it distracting from the point of the mass? Um, is it taking away from being reverent uh, within within mass or within the context of, of worshiping? Right um, now, I, I will say, actually, so I just went to daily mass. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. I think it was yesterday. And um the people were singing a hymn and it was just daily mass. There was no instruments or anything. And it did go on a little longer than I expected, but I was, I was struck by the beauty of how I really got the vibe that people were just praying. Like they were, they were just, they were just singing for the purpose of praying the words. And so for me, I was like, I was kind of thinking within the context of our episode, (laughs) I was like, I should really bring this up because like, you know, it's really, it's kind of the vibe that, that comes off of it. Right. It's true. I think there's a difference between finishing a hymn because, like, it's the hymn and filling in music because yeah. you want to fill in music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, if we're all honest, we can we can tell the difference. Like, if, if an example would be if you're talking about that that instance where it's during the offertory and you're singing like Panis Angelicus, you don't you don't just end in the middle because <laughs> the priest is done. Yeah, <laughs> like, fair. You know. Yeah. Um. So so fine. But um. But yeah, like. Sometimes, like, it's, it's really, it's the noodling. It's, it's when, it's when, <laughs> it's when people, like, reprise the whole song on, mm. on the piano again and again and again because of X thing. Because let's say it was a short hymn and this preparation of the gifts is happening and, like, it's just, you can be, you can be silent. That's yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, you know, in speaking about noise and silence, this one's, I think this one's going to be a quick one. Uh, I always notice when people bring down the kneeler too loudly. Um, <laughs> like, it just echoes around the entire church. And it's really not that hard to, like, work your quad muscles or your hamstring muscles or whatever it is, your gluteus maximus muscles, and just, like, tense them up a little bit more and bring down the kneeler just a little more quietly. And and the whole point of this isn't to just be like, hey, like, stop making a racket, like I'm an old man yelling at the cloud kind of thing. But I think yeah. a, lot of, a lot of everything, a lot of everything, I've already brought it up, goes back to being reverent. Um, and I think we're going to go into this in a little bit, but like, just, just think about how much noise it's like, like if you heard that through the mic, 
through your speakers. That's that's what it sounded like. I just pounded my desk in case you didn't hear. And it, like it, it really distracts and it's unnecessary, right? Yeah. Um, if you're bringing down the kneeler really loudly, what I, I what I've seen people do is you know during the the sanctus or during the holy holy, they will bring it down in the middle of the hymn so that it's not as distracting. Um, mm-hmm. That's something I like. Uh, another kind of I guess pro tip for this is that like don't bring it back up. Uh, after the first time you kneel, I guess, because you're going to have to kneel again afterwards. So you might as yeah. well save yourself that extra noise. For the Our time. Father, for anyone who's wondering, it's when you stand up for the Our Father, you don't need to lift it Yes, thank up. you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, you know, this one's really quick. Uh, it is a personal pet peeve. I don't I don't actually think anyone I know has ever brought this up, but it's always something that I... I, I it's actually, so it's really funny because for me, it's not a pet peeve. It's actually um, growing up, it's the noise, like... I don't know what it was, but I, I would just, I didn't know the parts of the mass, but I could hear after, after a priest said something, I could hear like the kneelers in my head and I'm like, okay, oh, we're kneeling now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, cause like, cause it just happens so many times or like, you can hear like everyone standing. It's like, okay, like, this is, this is the part where we stand up. Yeah. So like f- growing up, like knowing the cues for what to do when was never just me actually knowing the parts of the mass. It was just from hearing the priest say something, I would hear in my head the sound of kneelers dropping. I was like, okay, it's the kneeling time. <laughs> it was just really random, but anyways. <laughs> You've been conditioned. I have been, yes. Yeah. Um, so I, so, okay. So we, that, that moves us past the pet peeves. I think for us, for me at least, those were kind of the more obvious ones um, and more in good fun. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of this, whether it's pet peeves, whether it's pro tips, whether it's just even relating to our Latin mass episode um, from last time with Eric, uh, a lot of worship and a lot of mass relates to being reverent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, pro tips when you're entering the sanctuary, entering the sanctuary or entering the church. Um, you know, we're, we're taught this from probably if you're if you go to a Catholic elementary school, like from the time you um, are a kid. You know, uh, whether it's or first communion, whether it's confirmation, whether it's from your parents, genuflect, right? Genuflect towards the tabernacle. The reason for this is because, you know, it's not just like a, a, a triggered motion that we do as soon as we enter the church. The reason for this is to show your reverence for Jesus, show your deference towards our king. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a simple gesture um, that really kind of humbles yourself, right? If you think about the act of going down on either both knees or one knee, it's not an act that we usually do on a day-to-day basis. Usually we're standing, usually we're sitting, um, but we really only ever kneel for things where we are offering ourselves to the, the I guess, the person that we're kneeling towards. So in the context of proposing in marriage, yeah. right, when you got down on one knee for Cherry, you were offering yourself, all of yourself, in a humble position for Cherry and be like, hey, this is all of me. Uh, take me to spend the rest of your life with me kind of thing right yeah um similarly when we enter the sanctuary at church genuflecting is something where we are saying to jesus hey you know it's just a one second motion it's just a two second motion but i'm showing you that i recognize you as my king i recognize you as my creator you are my god um, and i'm here for you i'm here to offer myself to you and to participate in this mass Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure i think it's um it we talked about this briefly, I don't remember when, but it's these little actions, they actually go a long way as well to like just reminding your body um, of, of where you are and what you're doing. 
Um, so I think we talked about it in the TLM uh, mm-hmm. episode actually, but um, but yeah, I think it goes a long way. Um, and this goes through uh, just taking another one to your pro tips. This goes through the different parts of the mass as well as uh, doing the right uh, doing the right thing. So sitting, standing, kneeling. Um, it's important to do. It's important to do it um, when you ought to do it. And to understand why, right? So, for example, when we kneel, basically when we're kneeling in the Mass is when Jesus is present. And it's like the, the shortest way to say it yeah. is when Jesus is, when the consecration happens and Jesus is present. The things that we can do in those times, technically, I believe, is, is kneel and stand. We shouldn't be sitting. Um, mm-hmm. So this is um, just, it's, a, it's an important way to, again, have that deference, right? Um, and just, I, I bring up, um, the sitting at, or the kneeling and the standing just because one thing that I think a lot of people uh, from our parents and even grandparents generation um, I, don't, I don't think they know that you have the option to either yes. kneel or stand yeah. and then some people um, have really bad knees so if you yeah. have bad knees you can stand yeah. um, so the point is to be at attention uh, so just like a little tip there if anyone has bad knees like there is an option um, other than sitting for you to do um, and standing. So, so yeah, I think it's just doing the right physical thing at the right time. And that's 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 actually what I wanted to get at. Is like I I know one person who, uh, like bless her, like she has um, osteoporosis. So she's a I guess a more senior lady, and she always insisted on kneeling during mass. Um, and mm-hmm. it would you could literally see that it was painful for her, yeah. and you know people would tell her be like, hey, like you don't need to do that um but i guess it was her own personal act of faith uh to be like hey uh, i can i can um withstand this small amount of pain which probably wasn't that small um to 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 show to worship my lord now that being said you know not everyone needs to be needs to do that i think what uh what we want to touch on is the idea of sitting versus standing you know if you are able sorry if you're unable to kneel but you are able to stand that would be recommended over sitting, I think, just because sitting is typically seen as more of a passive action, whereas, like you said, standing, you're at, you're more at attention. Um, it's not, it's not rude to stand while other people are kneeling. I know other people, I know some yeah. people are just like, I don't want to stand because I don't want to like. You feel self conscious. You do. Yeah, you want to be self conscious, <laughs> which is totally fair. You don't want to get in the way of people's sight lines of the Lord, which is totally fair. Yeah. Uh, but you know what else is totally fair is that stand. Like the most important thing is your posture towards our Lord. And so if you're standing to show that you are at attention, and obviously if you're physically able to, then uh, that's that's actually probably recommended, um, you know, in in lieu of kneeling, at least. So wanted to share that as well as kind of a pro tip, just in case anyone um, isn't aware. So thanks for bringing that one up. Um, Now, I I, want to talk about something that a lot of people probably, I don't know, I, I, I feel like a lot of people automatically um this this one kind of grates their inner inner nerves or whatever um but i think tolerance for children and babies um mm. is often something that a lot of people bring up as a pet peeve and i am kind of choosing to not list this as a pet peeve for the reason that children and babies are like they need to be seen as beautiful as the beautiful um children and babies of god that they are right not as nuisances not as annoyances like you know, we were all there. We were all babies at some point. We were all crying at some point. We are. We were all at that point in our lives, very, very young, where we had no idea what was going on. Uh, we were just bored, or we were just straight up babies, and we didn't. We literally just did, didn't know what was going on at all. Um, I, I, I would say, you know, if you're someone who 
you know, maybe it just comes naturally to you where it's tough for you to hear the, the cry of a baby. And, and that can be, I, I, I haven't been there. I'm sure, you know, at some point in my life, I will be like, I, I will find it very tough to, to, to hear the cry of a baby. But I think, you know, in those moments, try to pray for a little bit of patience, right? Recognize that, um, that a lot of these children and babies, like these are people that we want to be the future of our church. Yeah. Um, and we're called to lead them. And, and, you know, I think someone in response to this one is, you know, we don't blame the children or the babies at all, but it could be in the hands of the parents to like take them outside, um, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're, I'm trying to be reasonable here in the sense of like, I'm sure there's a line, right? Like if they're like really, really screaming and truly distracting from, you know, yeah. the, the worship, the reverence, uh, the point of the mass, then sure. Like, yeah, like, like, let's be considerate of that. Let's take them outside and calm them down a little bit. But if it's just a little cry here or there kind of thing, or even a moderate cry, and, and you're able to kind of quickly calm them down and, and whatnot, like, I think, I think there's a call for all of us to show a bit more tolerance towards, towards at least that kind of thing. Yeah, I think, I think it's really finding that balance. I think, you know, on both sides, we need to make sure that we're understanding of, of what's happening, right? So I think for sure, like really newborns, you know, um, at the end of the day, like you said, they're, they're the life of the church. They're the future of the church. <clears throat> and we need to be, we need to be respectful of that. And there's an element of charity here as well, right? It's yeah. not, mass isn't about you. Um, so let's calm down a little bit, mm-hmm. but, um, on the flip side, as parents, it's also like, you know what, like, you you can also do your part. I think there are some situations where um, parents let their children get away with a little bit too much. So what uh, an example would be giving children doodle books in mass. Like, that, that annoys me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, doing your part to actually um, show your children the importance of reverence at mass, right? So, to me, if the parent is doing their part, and if it's reasonable to do so, then, yeah, we should be tolerant. If the parent is being negligent, then yeah, I think you have a case to be annoyed. Um, and I think we need to find kind of the charity in both situations to make sure that we're uh, we're conscious of the people around us. Um, but a really funny thing here is like, um, there's a priest that I know who I used to make announcements um, saying, hey, if you have a baby and they're going to cry take them outside. Like it's going to distract me from giving my homily. Hmm. And one of, one of his friends actually said to him, father, baby or no baby, you're still Jesus to this, to this, uh, congregation. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like a whoa moment for that priest. And, it, it, and you know, that's kind of like, that's kind of what you're getting. At. And I think that's kind of the point is like, you know what? Like we're here to be there for Jesus. It's not really about who's next to us necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's remind ourselves of that. And, there's also something to be said about, you know, knowing your environment, right? There, every church will have a mass that's, you know, kind of more for the families. If you go to that mass, know what you're getting yourself mm-hmm. into, you know. Um, and then if you're a parent and you know that your child is a little bit more uh, raucous, like, yeah, like, go to that mass, <laughs> you know. Um, so, so it's kind of, again, I think that the, the, the charity in all cases, the consideration for your neighbor is really important here. Um, but yeah, like everyone, you know, there, there's, there's no fine line to, or there's no black and white to me here. It's mm-hmm. just really, everything is about, am I being considerate of my neighbor? I think something that is a black and white peeve of yours is, 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 is relating <laughs> to prayer. Do you want to bring yeah. that up? <laughs> so, so my, one of my biggest pet peeves, this is outside of mass, is, uh, is when people, uh, name their prayers before they pray them. Specifically, this, this happens in uh <laughs> it seems to happen in ontario the most um when in saying 
Grace Before Meals, which, by the way, I don't even, if you say that to people in Vancouver, at least, like, no one knows what you're talking about. Like, like oh, you're talking about, itself. yeah, we just call it the Blessed Solar. We don't call it Grace oh, Before Meals. that's interesting. Yeah, so it's, weird. uh, yeah, <laughs> so, so what I'm talking about is, uh, is when people say Grace Before Meals, Blessed Solar, and these, I guess, um, and it's just like, if you're, if you're one of those people, name another prayer that you do that for. <laughs> <laughs> you, our you father don't. our father exactly <laughs> and, and related it's uh just a psa it's bless us the lord and these thy gifts not for these thy gifts yeah. um so this this is uh just a, a psa because if you think about it if it's for it's either bless us the lord on behalf of these gifts or bless us the lord because these are your gifts yeah. and neither makes sense mm-hmm. it's bless us bless us and these gifts Yes, I know. I know that's been something that has always been on your mind. Like, always, I I don't I don't bring it up as frequently now, but it's it's something I always notice. And then it was at your birthday when you did it. I was like, yeah, it trips me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hilarious, and I think you're right to bring it up. I I mean, I did it on purpose just to annoy you that time. But um, also, but you did correct me, like actually, because um, originally I was someone who said, "Bless us, O Lord, for these thy gifts," and mm-hmm. now I've started saying, "Bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts." Um, and I think you're totally right, you know, to, for that to actually a friend, a friend of mine, um, because he would actually went to look for the roots of the prayer back to the Latin okay. and confirmed that it's and <laughs> <laughs> so just in so, case anyone else wanted to challenge you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, anything else that you, you wanted to bring up in terms of pet peeves or pro tips? One, one, one last one yeah. is, uh, is uses usage of phones during mass. Sure. Um, or in the church at all. I think, um, so the, the exception is when you're using the iBreviary app to, to pray, mm-hmm. or when you're using your phone to pray. You know, if you're using it for an examination of conscience, using it to pray, power to you. You know, like, that's totally fine. Um, it's when people are using it to socialize. Um, that's something I, I really, I have no patience for that. Um, you know, what's the point? Why are you at the church if you're not paying attention? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to, we need to be able to give an hour of our time a week to the mm-hmm. Lord, like actually give that time and not just, Oh, but I have plans. So, so that, that's one that really grinds my gears. So if you're one of those people, just, you know, make that consideration. It doesn't, I guarantee you, you have no plans in life that are so important that they can't wait an hour before you get back to your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I think that brings us to kind of our two takeaways from this episode. Uh, we already talked about being reverent. Um, I don't want to go too much more into that, but just to rehash it, like every single one of these, whether it was a pet peeve, whether it was a pro tip, it's really just a question, sorry, a call uh, to kind of uh, question your intentions of the things that you're doing, which mm-hmm. is very, again, I say this every time, but it's very in line with the theme of our podcast is, you know, the things that you've been doing, examine the intent behind them. And mm-hmm. so whether it's applauding, you know, whether it's genuflecting, I, I forgot this to bring these things up, but like, you know, nodding your head at the name of Jesus, again, another mm-hmm. show of reverence, dressing well for mass. Um, I don't know if you have more to say on this, but like for me, like Eric, so Eric Wong, our previous guest, like literally as recently as two months ago, like he called me out because I wore uh, Tiro, so like joggers, I guess, Adidas jogger pants to, ma- to Sunday mass. And he was like, you should not be wearing that to Sunday mass. And I was like, I don't have an argument, so I will stop doing that. Um, dressing well because that's that's part of your show your show your part of your um 
showing up to meet Jesus with kind of your best, uh, with your best look on kind of thing, right? So um, everything, uh, you know, having mass outside, uh, sorry, what am I saying? Having your phones on um, and, and, and using them, you know, within, within the sanctuary or the church, all of these things is a call to question yourselves about how reverent you're being. Um, I got, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to think right now whether or not that's related to your pet peeve of naming your prayer before praying it. I, I, I guess maybe no, not. not really. That's, <laughs> so everything except that's that, really just but, a pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> but but reverence is is really a, a, a real thing to consider. Um, you know, when when it comes to uh, your 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 form of worship and, and your prayer life, I think. Yeah. The other takeaway. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say for for dressing well, and this is actually something that I need to do better with as well. Um, but one one way that it's been described to me, and and I think it really puts it into perspective, makes it really hard for me to to have any excuses for why I don't do better with this. Is um, you dress up every day for work? Why would you care more about how you look for work than how you look for Jesus? Yeah. Um, like that that I think is like it takes the cake in terms of just arguments for why we should dress well for church. It's not necessarily saying you need to be in a suit and tie every day every Sunday. If you are power to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but dressing well, lo- looking presentable for your date with Jesus, I think is yeah. important. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for expanding on that. Um and so I think, you know, like I said off the top, you know, this is intended to be a fun episode the way we framed it and everything. Um, but I think an important reminder is that, you know, if you are someone who has started noticing these things that kind of grind your gears and, you know, maybe you have your own pet peeves that are either the same as me and Andrew's or you have your own that are different. The most important thing is that you don't let yourself to, uh, you don't allow yourself to actually be distracted by these things. Mm-hmm. Um you know, whether it's during mass or whether it's just your prayer life in general or how you interact with other people um, as a brother or sister in Christ. Because, yes, there there are people around us who might be applauding, applauding after mass. There are people around us who are maybe in music ministry and like they sing off key or something. Or, you know, there are babies who are crying in, in the congregation. Um, or maybe you notice that like, the sound of all the kneelers dropping is like a bunch of bombs dropping or something, whatever it is. The most important part of this is we are there to worship the Lord. And so, you know, if you're starting to think too much about these things, you're allowing yourself to become distracted. Uh, Again, whether it's during mass or whether it's in the middle of your prayer life, whatever it is. Um, And it's a great irony because I bring, I bring this particular takeaway up after us having listed all of the all of our little pet peeves and protests and everything <laughs> but i i truly believe that this is actually the most important part of mm-hmm. the episode here is that you know um jesus is the most important thing in your life everything could be like totally off around you uh within the context of the mass you know maybe an altar server put something in the wrong spot or something and you notice that but as long as you are focused on the lord and being in communion through the sacrament, then all of those things don't matter, right? It's you and God, just the, just the two of you, and that's what matters the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's really a great point. I think, you know, um, with all of this, it's, it's fine to notice, and it's fine to even kind of take note. Um, I don't think that's, that's the end of the world, but the, the question is what you do with that. Does it turn into a, like, Oh my gosh, like Jason was on his phone and you just think about that for the next hour, mm-hmm. right? Or is it, 
oh, Jason was on his phone. I'll talk to him about that after mass. And then you move on. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, I think that's kind of the piece. Um, we've all met that, you know, grumpy old person at church who, who says something to you about wearing a short sleeve shirt and just, it gets mad at you, you know, and it's, it's, you know, fair point, but we don't want to be that person. We don't want to be that person who like clearly just, you know, eats away at us. Um, because like you said, it's beyond a distraction. It, it actually puts us into the wrong direction, right? Now we spent the time that we could have spent um, turning ourselves towards God, to, like turning ourselves away from God. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's, 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 it's fine to notice. Don't beat yourself up if you get annoyed, but just move on. Right? Have you read The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis? I haven't. So uh, I'm, I'm only like one-tenth of the way in, and this was five months ago as, as it goes with my <laughs> spiritual reading. Uh, but one of the, uh, sorry, let me explain the premise of the Screwtape Letters first, uh, really quickly. Uh, the idea is that C.S. Lewis has written all these kind of little letters from essentially, I believe it's, it's I believe it's from Satan, like the perspective of Satan to kind it's of... It's a senior, his... senior demon, I think it okay, is. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So this, so a senior demon to kind of like the minion demons. Um, and it, it's the senior demon kind of being like, hey, like, this is how you lead this person to sin. This is how you take away this person from God. And so one of these letters is within, like, specifically relating to this, of being like, hey, my minion demon, um, go to this person who is in the middle of mass and kind of within their mind, emphasize all of these little distractions that are going on around him. You know, make, make him notice that, that baby crying a little bit more. Um, make him notice the person who is singing off key kind of thing. And, and I bring this up because it's extremely relevant to what we're trying to say here where, Hey, it's also a call to be on guard against, um, you know, things where things that could just tempt us, right. Tempt us to, you know, whether it's it's the, the, the farther end of like sinful thoughts of being proud of, of, you know, wishing ill upon others kind of thing, or even just allowing us to be allowing ourselves to be distracted and allowing ourselves to be taken away from God. I think that's that's very much what we're getting at here, both me and Andrew. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that particular part of the Screw Tape Letters, again by C.S. Lewis, was was very insightful. I think the book itself, at least the first tenth of it that I've read, has been very insightful. Um, and so, I think just to end this off here, right? Like you already touched a, a bit upon it, but if you do find yourself distracted and irritated. Um, our, I think our best advice to you is probably just, you know, don't judge others, right? Don't go and sit on your high horse, um, you know, being like, hey, this person did it wrong or this person is really annoying, um, which is, again, another great irony of this particular episode, uh, the first two thirds of it. Um, and I think really the biggest thing is just stop yourself, ask for the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit to come and join you and just be just pray to God and be like, hey, I, I've noticed within myself that I'm, I'm feeling a little, you know, upset about these things um, or I'm being distracted by these things. Just pray for charity, pray for an open heart, pray for love, to, to love the person instead. Um, and, and for you to be able to work on these flaws, I think, is, is really the, mm-hmm. the, the, the approach here. Yeah, well, they're all opportunities for growth, right? You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's like, how much does it really matter that the newler banged a little bit loud? You know, like, it's, is that really going to make or break my way to heaven? Like, probably not. So, you know, how are we taking a bump in the road and turning it into a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. It is kind of what it is. And, uh, and yeah, so I think all of us can always take these opportunities to be like, why? Like, I know that it's annoying, but why was I so annoyed? Yeah. Right. And that kind of a thing. And, and then move forward that way. 
Any other parting parting thoughts from you before we cap this off? I just lost audio for some reason. Oh, I just said any any parting thoughts from you before we cap this off? No. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if you are someone who are doing the things that we listed, you know, maybe we invite you to consider the things that we, we've been sharing. Um, but again, most importantly, if you're someone who has already been noticing these things and are allowing yourself to be distracted, you know, maybe that's also something for you to think about and pray, pray about as well. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I think that wraps it up again. Our, our last episode of the year. Uh, we're, we're entering Christmas again by the time this is up or by the time you listen, Christmas may have passed. So we wish you a very Merry Christmas, um, maybe even a Happy New Year. By the time you hear from us, it will be 2022. Um, stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you so much for listening along um, for this year. We'll be back in you know a few weeks. And so until then, um, all the best to you. And again, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>